Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Teaching little ones how to read, I find that most parents get a little worried and nervous about teaching high frequency words. They're not sure the best way to teach these words, how to introduce them, how to have their kids practice, and they're not sure what to do to move their child's reading development forward when it comes to these high frequency words. So in today's video, we're going to talk through three ways you can practice them, how this practice is going to be the most effective so that your child is going to be able to recognize these words automatically when they see them, which is going to help them with their reading fluency. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin. I'm from littleslovelearning.com. I'm a former classroom teacher. I am also a sub and a tutor, and I spend my days teaching parents and other teachers how to teach literacy to their kids so that we can have all of our kids start off from day one learning how to read correctly, and that confidence that they feel when they can read and spell is going to spill over to all the different areas of their life, and that's what we wanna see. So let's talk about first high frequency words. These are the words that you might hear called sight words, but they're not sight words. A sight word is any word you can read automatically. What we are talking about are high frequency words, which are the words that our kids are going to see over and over again in the books that they read and when they need to write. These are the words we want them to know super fast. I do have other videos on my channel all about high frequency words and heart words and flash words, but I'm gonna give you just a quick overview today. There are two types of high frequency words. So these words that our kids are gonna see over and over again. The first kind are called flash words. Those are completely phonetically regular. They're easily decodable. So we don't really need to pull them out to teach them in any way that's special because our kids can just look at them and decode them once they know their letter sounds and they know how to blend. So words like at, it, in, had, but, all of those are really quick for them to be able to decode because they know their letter sounds. Today's video is going to focus on these heart words. These are the words that are high frequency words, but they have some part of them that's irregular, something that's going to trip up your child when they're reading that word. So that includes words like said, the, from, see, and for. Now within heart words, some of these are going to be irregular forever and ever and ever. They're never going to be a regular, a regular word. So for example, said. The AI representing eh, that's always going to be strange. But sometimes we have irregular spellings when our kids are younger, but once they learn more phonics rules, they're not irregular anymore. So for example, in the word for, OR is representing the 
or sound. That's actually totally normal and regular. It's an R controlled vowel, but our kindergartners and beginning first graders, they don't know that yet. So that's why they learn it as a heart word. The more phonics skills we can teach before we introduce high frequency words, the better, because then we don't have to teach them as heart words. They can just become flash words. But in the meantime, there are some words that we need our kids to learn and we want them to learn them very quickly. So sometimes we do introduce them as heart words, even though later on they won't be a heart word anymore. So that's just a few examples, the difference between flash words and heart words. So for these heart words, these words that are phonetically irregular, we want to do a couple of things when we're practicing with our kids. I'm gonna give you three tips today on how you can practice with your kids in an effective way to make these heart words really stick in their brain. Tip number one is that you want to group your heart words based on phonics scale. So let's say you're a parent at home and you've been given a list of sight words or high frequency words for your child to memorize. If your child's teacher has not done this, you can do this. You're gonna group the words based on phonics scale. So for example, if I'm teaching the high frequency word do. I am also at the same time teaching the high frequency word to. It only makes sense because they have the same pattern. The O is spelling oo. So I wanna make sure that I am going through my list and I am sorting them based on phonics skill. Now I actually did that for my son. He's going into kindergarten this year. And so I have the high frequency words, the list from his school and I have already sorted them by phonics skills so that I know how to practice with him. These heart word cards are actually free. You can download these from the University of Florida Literacy Institute, UFLY. They have free heart word cards that you can use to practice. So if your child's school does not give you a resource, I will link this down below. But basically, I have already gone through and I know how I'm going to group these words when we practice. So I'll just give you a few examples. I have grouped all of the open syllable words together. So those are words that end with a vowel and the vowel says the long sound like a, she, he, we, me, be. And then we have I, go, and no. All of those end with the long vowel sound because they're open syllables. So when we practice those, we will be practicing those together. Then we have when S is representing the Z sound at the end of a word. So that's is, his, has, as, and then we have was. Now was is going to be a little bit different because it does have S representing the Z sound, but the vowel is representing a, uh, even though it's spelled with an A. So I will point out that that one is a little bit different. And then I have our controlled vowels grouped together and so on and so on. And so I took the list and I figured out how I could break them up based on phonics skill so that when we practice, we're practicing words that have similar patterns. Again, I don't wanna practice do and 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 for and my because those don't all have the same pattern. I'm going to be grouping them together so when I teach and practice them with him, they are by phonics skills. So that's your first tip to make heart words stick. Your second tip is actually to have them say the spelling of the word out loud. So I don't know about you, but I remember being a kid and we had spelling tests every Friday. And I remember my mom 
asking me to spell the words out loud for her in the car. So we'd be driving to school and she would give me the spelling test in the car. And so I'd have to spell the words out loud. I didn't know it back then, but actually she was onto something because when we are saying the letters out loud, when we're processing that, it's really helping it stick into our brain. But I like to take it up one other level. I didn't do this as a kid, but if we can add some motion in when we're saying the letters as we're spelling the heart words, that's going to help our kids remember them even more. So what I like to do is I like to have them stick one arm out and take their other hand. And when they say the letters in the word, they tap down their arm. So if the word were to have two letters, we could start at our shoulder and we could go to our elbow. So we were looking at the word do, D-O, do. So I tap and say the letters and then I push it down as I say the whole word. And then, because I'm practicing the same phonics pattern, two, T-O, two. If you can add a little bit of a chant to it, that is really helpful as well. There are three heart words that come a little bit later that always trip up my students, could, would, and should. And so we really talk about that uh sound in the middle is spelled with O-U-L. So we will do O-U-L-uh because my students, they already know the beginning sound and the ending sound, but they just can't get that uh spelled O-U-L-uh. So we put the motion with it and saying it out loud to help that stick in their brain. So that's your second tip. Don't just have them practice by looking at the word or even just saying the sounds. Like I love, love, love sounds. Saying t, ooh, two. Absolutely. I do that all the time. But I also need them to know that ooh is spelled with an O. So when I say T-O, two. I'm helping them remember that O, that ooh is spelled with the letter O. So make sure they're saying it out loud and add some motion. Your third tip when it comes to teaching high frequency words and these heart words correctly is you want to practice not only in isolation, but also in context. So what do I mean by that? So I think about it like a basketball player. A basketball player is going to practice skills in isolation, like dribbling the ball, or shooting free throws, these individual skills that they need to master. But if they only ever practice the individual skills and they didn't practice within the context of a game, like a scrimmage, they wouldn't be able to take their game to the next level. They need that isolated skill practice, but they have to incorporate that within a scrimmage so that they can actually use their dribbling skills when there's pressure on them from a defender or use their free throw skills when there's pressure because the clock is running down and they really want to make that shot. It has to be within context. The same is true for practicing reading and writing. So if I am having my child practice their heart words and they're only looking at a flashcard, a word in isolation, I'm doing them a disservice. They need to be able to read this word in the context of a sentence. Same is true for writing. We absolutely need our little ones to be able to read and write these high frequency words. But I find that a lot of schools and districts only have requirements for how many high frequency words students should be able to read by the end of the school year. So maybe they'll say 
kindergartners need to read 50 high frequency words before they move on to first grade. But nowhere in it does it say they need to be able to spell those high frequency words, which is a huge disservice to our students. So you wanna make sure that your child is not only practicing reading these words on a flashcard in isolation and in the context of a sentence, but also writing these high frequency words in isolation and in the context of a sentence. So what could that look like? Well, like I said, you can practice with your flashcards, but you're also going to have them practice reading sentences. And then for writing, you can have them practice writing it in isolation. Let's say you did a tray of rice or sand. That would be really tactile. You could have them write it on a whiteboard or you could have them write it in rainbow colors, which is fun. The only tip about rainbow colors though is that you're not going to have them do a different color for each letter. You're going to have them do a different color for each sound. So for example, if the word was for, or it's two sounds, even though it's three letters. So you could do and then you could do a different color for the or sound. So that they would see or for. So the rainbow colors are still fun, but they are seeing that OR is representing that one sound or. That's really fun to do in isolation, but you absolutely have to have them write in a dictation sentence in context so that they can actually spell these high frequency words when they're writing. So what is dictation? What's a dictation sentence? That is simply when we give our child a sentence to write and we know that they already know the phonics patterns in the words that we're giving them, or if we're giving them heart words or high frequency words, they already have mastered those high frequency words within that sentence. That way they can write it and they can feel confident in all of their spelling. So let's say, for example, I am practicing the word for with my child and I've had them practice reading it in isolation. I've had them practice reading it in a sentence and maybe they've mastered that writing in isolation. And now I also need to have them practice writing in the context of a sentence. So I need to think of a dictation sentence that uses the word for, but it also has words that they have already learned in previous phonics skills. So maybe I think of the word the bone is for the dog. They could do that if they've learned the, and if they've learned bone, which is a magic E word. Maybe they've already learned magic E, maybe they haven't. If they haven't, don't use this sentence. But if they have, you could absolutely do this. So the, the bone is another high frequency word they've already learned, hopefully. For, that's the word we're practicing the again, and dog, completely phonetically regular. So this would be a great dictation sentence for a child who has already learned the word the, the word is, dog is completely phonetically regular, and then bone is magic E. So they would only be able to do this sentence if they've learned the magic E rule. But having them write a sentence and using the high frequency word in the context of the sentence is so crucial. Because when they are writing in kindergarten and first grade, they their brain goes so much faster than their hand when they're writing. So they're trying to get it out. And if they get stopped because they don't know how to spell these high frequency words, especially the ones that are phonetically irregular, 
completely derails their train of thought. It completely derails their progress. So we don't want that to happen. So make sure when you are practicing your heart words, your high frequency words, you are having them practice read it and they are practice writing it in isolation and in the context of a sentence. I hope these tips were helpful for you today. A quick review, the three ways to help you practice your heart words that's going to be most effective. Number one, group the heart words by phonics skill. Number two, have them actually say the spelling out loud of the letters while tapping down their arm. And number three, have them practice reading and spelling in both isolation and in the context of a sentence. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!